Unger the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. Hey guys, I'm Randy Unger, and this is another episode of Unger the Radar, bringing movies and people together, one frame at a time. And with me tonight, as always, I have a lovely panel of guest critics. Uh, ladies first, we have Miss Ivy Lofberg. Hey, Ivy. Hey, super happy to be here. Happy to have you. It's been a it's been a, a while, but uh, happy to have you back as always, for sure. Uh, and Mr. Matt Roran, no stranger to Under the Radar. Hello. Always a pleasure, Randy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so welcome, guys. And we've got a very uh, sleep and dream-centric episode tonight. We're going to be discussing two films that they deal heavily with <laughs> dreams and the dreamscape and the characters uh, surrounded by that. Uh, the first film is, it, it's been a while coming. We were supposed to review this a while ago, but um, hey, better late than never. It's the Nicolas Cage surrealist dramedy fantasy adventure. Uh, it's called Dream Scenario, and it is a wacky film, truly, truly zany. It's released by A24 Films. Uh, they pretty much never give us a, a, a bad film. Uh, it's produced by Ari Oster as well. So, you know, you might know him uh, most recently from Bo is Afraid. Uh, he did Hereditary and Midsummer. He's one of my favorite working filmmakers uh, today. And he had his hand in this uh, ridiculous film. Uh, basically, in this movie, we have uh, Paul Matthews played by Cage, who's a mild-mannered professor who miraculously starts popping up in people's dreams and becomes a, a, an overnight sensation and a celebrity. Uh, these dreams range from erotic to violent, and they're everywhere, everywhere, all at once. And I love this film. It was better than I expected. I watched it twice uh, for purposes of this review, and I think it's it's on my top 10 for the year, for 2023. And yeah, I just, I want to hear from you fine folks. Ivy, ladies first, what'd you think of Dream Scenario? Oh my gosh, I love Dream Scenario so much. And I feel like I'm so happy that they're still making these zany movies. I, I feel like there was a, a little bit of a, a drought of these really experimental fun movies um, that kind of, take on a lot of really interesting topics I feel like about um fame and how unprepared I feel like the common person kind of is and how surreal fame is and how random it is um I I love to I feel like it's it really comments on I can imagine Nicolas Cage um being able to relate to this character in a lot of ways in terms of like um, a lot of celebrities end up in people's dreams you now and just like how do you handle kind of being a part of the collective uh, consciousness as <laughs> just a, a human. Um, so I love that I feel like he's kind of playing with that but he's just this kind of out this um, I, what I love so much about the movie too is as an evolutionary biologist I feel like he handles the whole situation um very poorly <laughs> with like the potential that he could have like as a scientist um in yeah. a, a behavioral and evolutionary scientist um and kind of to be the subject of it i love 
how um, the, it feels like the fame is so confusing to him that he misses this incredible opportunity that he has, um, which was really entertaining. Um, and I, I just loved, I could go on and on, but happy to pass it over to me. <laughs> I just want to say like, it's ridiculous. Like he's, he is definitely a mild mannered uh, individual and the way he approaches fame and this like celebrity is really funny. Uh, I think this is one of Cage's best performances ever. And the man's been working for over 40 years. Uh, but I think in the last, since 2016, when he did Mandy, I think this is definitely his renaissance. And he's oh, really, every year, he is surprising me left and right with his roles and, and just the power and the humor of each movie performance. So this is this is a fantastic movie. It's it's a prime prime cage prime cage. I think this is like it's a it's it's also a great pairing with with uh, you know the um, uh, well oh my god why the, the 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 one where he plays himself. Well, I'm like what oh um, adaptation. No no the 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 oh. one that just came out with Pedro Pascal. Oh, like, massive. Yeah, yeah, the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's like, That's yeah, it's 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 a great like companion piece. It's like him just playing these like because it's like <laughs> it's more like it you know it's like a movie version of him. There's like a weird dream version of him. Also, it, it, this is also a great uh, companion piece. I think to Astor's uh, Bo is afraid for yeah. a uh, a a cavalcade of just. A, a weird weird visuals and yes. dreamlike uh, scenarios but uh i i yeah i love how he played this one i just like the character is like like just so like clueless about it and like yeah. really plays it like a guy who's like a celebrity from like being on like a, a news interview or whatever yeah. and like just like the way he treats it the dreams it themselves are incredible whether whether they're like mundane or they're totally out there like each each one is i like i could watch like two hours of just the the dreams people had with him yeah. in them. uh it's uh like i kind of wish there were more of them in the movie yeah. uh it, it's so entertaining to watch yeah it's like and they blend them so well like but yeah. between the dream life and the real life like it's kind of just a line that's just constantly blurred. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene with the Molly character uh, where she's envisioning him, you know, just doing crazy things to her. And you see him, I don't want to give too much away, but it has to do with like a silhouette. Uh, yeah, it's it's just- like standing in the corner. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like these are, these are legitimately frightening images that you can definitely uh, imagine a, an actual dream would be like. Oh my God, <laughs> there he is! There he is. For those who can't, who are listening to the podcast version of this, uh, Matt just flashed a gigantic uh, Nicolas Cage mask uh, attached to a, a, a stick. So thank you for that, Matt. I appreciate the visual. <laughs> it's always welcome. Um, but yeah. I love too the the sense of that i'm sure for like celebrities especially ones that haven't really chosen to be celebrities like they just can't match up to the dream world like in a dream world anything can happen you can be anyone you can do anything it's really 
creating from your imagination. And I don't think I've seen a better scene ever of someone trying to recreate that and just being huge about it. And I will I won't give away what happens, but I really love how they go with like he he um he's finding this experience of not being able to live up to people's visions of him really devastating and frustrating. And that I I thought that was a very compassionate view. Like they didn't um they didn't make fun of how much difficulty he was having with like just appearing is this fantasy and then having to deal with that as just a regular person and having no control whatsoever or any of it and uh, I thought it was just a really um, it was it's very funny it's an incredibly funny movie but it never um, it never is like humiliating to the character which I love it's it's hilarious it's it's thought-provoking it's a perfect satire on celebrity life and becoming an inadvertent celebrity and how this person deals with fame, uh, especially in the era of social media, you know, that I think they, they nailed it in that respect. And it is just a really smart movie. Uh, and again, one of Cage's ex best performances ever. Uh, and I, I can't get enough of this movie. I, I've seen it twice so far, and I think it's like an onion. You know, the more you, you yeah. tug at it, there's, there's layers there. Uh, yeah, we had it at the theater. I I would walk in and watch pieces of it anytime I could. It's, yes. uh, it's just absolute brilliance. I know. Uh, I really like... So, okay, you guys know I love Tom Hanks, but... Nicholas Cage, he is a, a strong number. You know, he's he's second in line for my favorite actors, especially since Mandy. Everything he's been doing since then, I'm like blown away. Like pretty much every year, he he delivers something really. I think before this, uh, one of his more recent roles, Pig, was was just fantastic, oh, incredible. And uh, you mentioned the uh, the Pedro Pascal film as well. That was very good. However, with that one, I, I wanted a lot more uh, meta cage references, uh, but that's just me. I'm just happy they 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 squeezed a little uh, the rock in in oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> that was and, and you got some rock, some face off, you know, yeah. some kind of, you know the 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 majors you got. So uh, maybe it'll be a sequel or a spin. I mean, a spin off. Like if they if they can do Willow and you know National Treasure, which we actually reviewed last week. Uh, I think they can do a spinoff of 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 that. So, yeah, I'm big. I got to come up with a good term for like what what would we say? Like a cage head or a fan of Nicolas Cage. Um, I'll I'll think of something better. <laughs> I, I know Matt, but the wheels are turning. But um, we'll get back to you. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dream Scenario. I believe it is available to rent right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, I think you can also buy it, which would be amazing. I would definitely own this for sure. Uh, again, the more you see it, the more you'll you'll the more stuff you'll discover. It's it's really like a dream, just over and over, and you just replay it. But um, yeah, it's I'm really happy about this movie. I I'm yeah, I think it's going to be on my number ten for the year. How about you guys? Do you do you think this will be on the top of your list? Yeah, <laughs> definitely going to be within the top ten for me. Nice. Absolutely for me too, because I, I, what I love so much about it is I really have a hard time with films that try to uh, like be too abstract and too dreamlike, right. that they 
you don't even know what's going on and they're like oh it's art but those personally are are not my kind of film so i i just really really loved seeing dreams um played out in in a movie in a way that i wanted to also mad i see more like just to actually have some interesting context to like the the dream world getting played out in in film I thought was just really brilliant because that can really go either way. <laughs> it's such a metaphysical, uh, you know, philosophical movie too. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, I think that's because I saw your, the, your Nicolas Cage mask. It reminded me of the poster for oh, being yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of them. But um, that that's another episode for another time. That movie is actually celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. So uh, we're going to put a pin in that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to move on to our second film review of the evening. This will be our retro review. And uh, this movie came out in 2006. Uh, it's kind of, it's uh, French and English language. Uh, it's called The Science of Sleep. It's directed by Michel Gondry, who is best known probably for, um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which was also a very visually uh, striking film, very imaginative in its own right. Uh, this movie stars Gail uh, Garcia Bernal uh, as a young man who basically moves uh, to Paris, I believe it's Paris, or somewhere in France, uh, to take a job, and he meets his next-door neighbor. He basically forms an infatuation with her, uh, but that's just the 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 story. The story. It's the visuals that are really crazy. And this movie also blends real life with the dream life. And you, at times you don't, you know, it's kind of sad what's going on with uh, Stefan. He he's a kind of a tortured artist, and uh, he's just in love with this girl. And you know things don't go quite as well as he had hoped. But uh, if you guys haven't seen the film, I don't want to give out, give away too much. I think I just did, but. Uh, it's a beautiful film, uh, Michelle Gondry's uh, visual style. Again, beautiful. And uh, Matt, I know you, you you're a big fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know he he got me immediately. Like in that era of music videos, you had him and Spike Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in their music directing days, doing all the Beck and Beastie Boys and Bjork videos, and you know, Foo Fighters. Some of those videos are probably the 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 best videos ever made. Uh, and, you know, they're so creative and imaginative. And, you know, it was like when I first heard Spike Jones was directing a movie. And then it was like, he, you know, he did Charlie Kaufman. And then Michelle Gondry did Charlie Kaufman. And you're <laughs> just like, oh, my God. And, like, it's, it's like, yeah, the, like, it, the perfect melding of, like, of, the the director and and the the writer of like bizarre like stream of consciousness like uh i mean uh yeah i mean you know gondry's first movie uh human nature it's like it's good i like it but it's you know it 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 wasn't uh, it felt like he didn't have enough freedom with it mm. uh, but uh you know eternal sunshine really like that one really knocked it out of the park and then you know he went on to do be kind rewind and he, you know he, you know you definitely see his vision in these in these uh big budget films you know so it's 
Yeah. It's really, really. I, yeah, I love the, um, the practical effects. There's not a lot of yeah. uh, computer visual effects. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like handmade props. Yeah. Like, and it's then... very like childlike. Yeah. Especially in this movie, like his, his like, and it's not like a, like, you know, it's, it's like a TV channel, like station camera, but it's made out of cardboard and his sets are made out of cardboard. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just like, it's great because, you know, it's like a child's imagination and like he's been holding on to this his whole life and like everything, everything about this movie is very childlike. Right. Because uh, Stefan is basically a man child. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, I mean, you know, the character is, is in all, <laughs> in all aspects of his life, pretty childlike. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, it's, I love seeing like the just like practical stuff like that where it's just like like oh this is like you know when i was a kid and i like build forts and you know play this at home and like whatever and it's like <laughs> it's like seeing an adult doing that and like you know it's 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 a nice thing <laughs> i love i love the cellophane water oh that- uh, yeah like when they pour the water on the guy else they all the yeah all the, the stuff like that like the fire and everything yeah like, the use of like like you know just it's so creative Right, and it definitely... it's like, yeah, these are all like little things that he did for music videos, and it's like it's cool that he got to like utilize them in a movie. Yeah, very imaginative, and it definitely fits the theme of dreams very, yeah. very well. Uh, Ivy, what did you think of the science of sleep? I also really agree. I I love this movie so much. I feel like if if I were an actor, this would be the kind of movie. I would be thrilled to do because it's it's one of those movies where like in real life someone with those mental health problems um, or challenges you know with what he's going through mentally in real life um, it, it is can be very bleak you know and can be very serious and very heavy and I I love that I feel like film can um, take the the complexity of the what he's dealing with and really put it into the context of something beautiful and interesting and imaginative. And I feel like the movies can do that. Um, and I, I love that so much um, because I feel like just when they try to do these on their own um, and kind of deal with these, um, these challenges and these differences in the way of looking at the world and thinking um, in a dramatic way, you know, it, it's, it doesn't really capture also the magic of mm-hmm. how this person is looking at the world and the beautiful aspects of how their their mind works. Um, and so I feel like to be able to capture that in a, in a movie, I think Michelle Gantry is the perfect person to do that, to really highlight that these people who have these really interesting minds um, that maybe outside of the norm have very incredibly beautiful interesting ones and they should be taken care of and that should be celebrated about them you know and so I, I, f- I feel like Wish Gundry is is such a beautiful artist in that way of really his films are are always like celebrating um the I feel like the practical effects make things feel very cozy comfy and and very tangible and real um it's like something that is coming out of your own imagination um, instead of a lot of, I feel like the 
the other effects now, a lot of the uh, 3D effects, it's kind of like something, someone else is creating it and it's coming at you and you don't really have any sense of that you could create that. And I love um, the science of sleep. You can, you can uh, see the handiwork, you can see the craft work in the creation. And it feels like um, that feels very comforting. I feel like kind of, is, I find this movie, especially as a human, just a very comforting kind of movie to watch. We, we definitely need more movies like this. We got to abandon uh, computer generated imagery uh, give it a rest because we need actual art like movies like The Science of Sleep. This is true art, you know, it really is. And the artisans involved with this movie in particular should be commended. It's a just a really wonderful film and it touches on some really deep issues, deep, uh, you know, themes. Uh, but we never hear about this movie. You know, I think, you know, part of under the radar is bringing movies that are not really well known to that the, are under the, the radar. Yes, yeah. under, under radar. <laughs> I, yes. I think, and I think the science of sleep is the epitome of of the types of movies that uh, we try to um, bring to the forefront. So I'm happy that we can discuss this movie tonight. Um, I also wanted to go back to the dream scenario, uh, and we didn't really we didn't talk at all about the wonderful direction. Um, the director here, Christopher Borgley, who I am not familiar with this gentleman. I think he has one movie he did before this, which I heard was excellent, and I still need to see it. He um he had two movies. Uh, one was from 2017 called Drib. Uh, the other was in, was in 2022 called Sick of Myself. That's the one that I heard about. Yeah, and just from the poster alone, it looks very crazy, and I'm not I'm not surprised by that. But um, he he's Norwegian, and he's actually uh, my age. It's, it's interesting, but uh, yeah, I am gonna check out his previous two movies because this man uh, he has a good eye, I must say. <laughs> so, and also back to dream scenario, um, we didn't really talk about the supporting cast, which is actually really strong here. Uh, Julian Nicholson plays uh, Paul Matthews' wife in the film, and we also have uh, Michael Sarah, who I don't really like except for Scott Pilgrim. And Ooh, he's the best. Yeah, <laughs> I love Michael Sarah. You do? Okay, okay, fair. Absolutely love him. Okay, <laughs> being sarcastic or not? No, I think he's he's phenomenal. Like, okay. I just, yeah, I fell in love with him in Arrested Development, and yes. and there's been no turning back. Uh, yeah, you know, I think he's. I mean, come on, Alan and Barbie is one of the greatest things of all time. <laughs> yes, agree with. I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, <laughs> and also, Tim Meadows has uh, a small part as uh, Nicholas Cage's boss. Uh, he was very deadpan. I thought he was very funny, actually. And uh, Dylan Galula, and also Dylan Baker, who people probably know best from uh, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3 as the Lizard, uh, Dr. Kurt. Was it Kurt Connors? I think it was Kurt, Kurt yeah. Connors. Yep. Yeah. So interesting cast. So yeah, dream scenario. But uh, these movies, I mean, there are so many uh, great movies that deal with dreams. Uh, I, I, was, I was really thinking hard. I, I was originally going to do Eternal Sunshine, but that was more about memory than dreams. Uh, and then I thought about maybe we should talk about uh, Total Recall, uh, but that's 
But uh, that's about getting your ass to Mars. Yes, it is. See <laughs> <laughs> the party, Richter. Yes. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> You're me. I'm you. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of great movies. Um, off the top of your heads, guys, are there any other movies that deal with dreams that like come to mind? Uh, well, there's one. Uh, it's not really a dream movie. It's what dreams may come. It's a little bit dream. Yeah, that- Going into the afterlife, I really, I like it, that movie a lot. It's, I think it, similar to um, Gandhi, like visually, it, it was really groundbreaking. If you yeah. haven't seen it, I mean, the, the story is, it, the story is really interesting, but I think what really stands out is, you know, in these kind of surrealistic dream-like movies, you can do things visually um, that you, you can oh, just- and painting, <laughs> you know. Now, now I I remember what dreams like um that was a uh, Robin Williams I think 1998 or 99 uh and 98 I was uh Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah yeah, yeah. Right he won his Oscar I think two years that later um that movie I believe won uh, best visual effects at the Oscars that year and deservedly so it's a beautiful film there's a scene where he's walking in this field of flowers and they turn into paint yep. yeah very interesting imagery there. Uh, very depressing too. Yeah, but- that is a, that is a a movie that brings me to tears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a crazy movie, by the way. He 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 dies and goes to like heaven or is it like purgatory? And it's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. But Ivy, very very good uh, film. Thank you for that under the radar uh, pick. <laughs> but uh, how about you, uh, Matt? Any other? I, I I'm completely drawing a blank, which is like I'm like I know there's so many I'm could be thinking of. All right now I'm just drawing a complete blank. It's fine. I think it's hard to do. I think like like we've been saying, I think I think it's hard to make a good movie about dreams without it being incredibly confusing and boring. <laughs> it's I mean, kind of like I, I I'm someone when someone is like, I want to tell you about my dream. I'm like, oh God, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so because it doesn't make any sense. It only makes sense to that person, you know? Right. And I really love when it's done really well like this, where you actually want to see like what this one guy is doing and everybody's like dreams. I, I think that's such a, a great way to explore dreams in a way that, that people want to watch. It. Yeah. And so all of these people's dreams are very specific, very different from each other, but the one constant is in the, well, in the, in the beginning anyway, uh, Paul Matthews just just walks through these dreams. He does nothing. Not doing anything. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so smart. Uh, this movie, I love this movie so much. I can't praise it enough. Um, and to go back to the science of sleep, I I, I also want to talk about uh, Gail Garcia Bernal, who is just perfect in this movie. Um, everybody probably knows him best from uh, movies like The Mo- Bad Education, The Motorcycle Diaries, Amoros Peros. Y tu mama tambien, Babel, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and he looks exactly the same now as he did back in 2006, by the way. Hair changed, but... Uh, yeah, he looks great. He's he got a little baby face. I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I, uh, he, was just, he just did uh, his new movie. They did a screening with him at the, at the Museum of Movie Image. Oh, and yeah. Cassandra? I, I got a ticket, but I couldn't get, a, I couldn't get it off of work. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see him talk. Was that um Cassandro? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Yeah, this he's he's a fine uh fine Mexican actor. 
and uh yeah he's been around a while but um he's he's just very talented and and the science of sleep was actually the first time i ever saw him in anything and i just had to see his other stuff um you know oh by the way side note on the science of sleep uh i actually the first when i did see it in i think 2007 i was working at blockbuster video matt you're going to appreciate that uh and i got one of the uh the screeners so that's how i discovered that I, I actually saw it at the Cinema Arts Center where I work now. Wow. But before I worked there by four years. Nice. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, Ivy, first time you uh, saw the film. Gosh, um, uh, when it came out, yeah. I, I saw it. I, I don't remember how I saw it, but um, but I remember really, uh, really loving it. And, and I, what I was also thinking about with the dream scenario, um, mm. I love how the French really love the whole thing that happened, happens to, and they're like, even though this, the whole process of it, they're like, oh, fast, that's so fascinating. We, we love you. And <laughs> you, I was a, kind of a, a even bigger celebrity there for the like existentialism of that. Mm-hmm. If you think of Michelle Gondry, like the just the that um like the love for the existential um surrealistic nature of life, <laughs> and, and also they, they their love for the clown. I mean, they also love Goofy and uh, Jerry Lewis there. So. <laughs> So they they definitely know what they like. That's for sure a very specific thing. <laughs> so um, I would recommend Dream Scenario. I would recommend The Science of Sleep. Both fantastic films, uh, but watch them when you're awake. Don't just don't dream about it. Don't imagine it. Just actually sit down and and watch it awake. Um, yeah. <laughs> But um, but guys, uh, we have like a minute left. I just want to go around and do some plugs. Uh, Ivy, anything you want to discuss? Well, um, I wish I had the name of the book. Um, but if you could probably Google it, there's actually a book of people who have dreams about Madonna, the singer. Nice. They put it into um a whole book because so many people had them. So I thought that would be an interesting companion piece too um this movie um and um yeah just my instagram is my name at ivy lockford and yeah that's about it awesome awesome uh mr roran anything for you sir you know the cult cafe uh saturday nights at 9 30 at the cinema art center in huntington new york uh we got coming up we got uh my uh my uh women's history month schedule coming up for march uh, we're doing uh, League of Their Own. We're doing Clueless. We're doing Lost in Translation. We're doing Just One of the Guys. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Female directors, a go-go, and uh, some of the finest films. Sounds good. You, your you, man, Tom Hanks. Oh. Yeah, you, you definitely had me at a League of Their Own. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. There you go. Hey. Um, no, but you had me because I, I was literally, I think it was today or yesterday, I was listening to the uh, the League of Their Own score by uh, Hans Zimmer. And uh, it's a nice early fun score from him. That's just a fun movie overall. And it's just a really nice message of kind of female empowerment. From but, the writers of City Slickers. Lau <laughs> Gantz, Babalu Mandel. <laughs> Love those guys. Um, and also, guys, I just want to mention um, that... Uh, the weekend of March 8th, uh, 8th through the 10th, 
will be Monster Mania in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Uh, check out the website because the guest list is stacked. You've got uh, Sam Raimi, John Cleese, Joe Dante is going to be there, John Lovitz, et cetera, et cetera. The list pretty much goes on and on. And I will be there um, to meet some of my favorite stars. So that should be fun. So check that out. Also, if you want to uh, check out new episodes of Under the Radar, uh, feel free to, well, you're listening to it right now on SiriusXM through Slam Radio. And that's every Thursday night, 8 p.m., Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. Also, the video version of the podcast will be up on Manhattan Neighbor Network, and that's uh, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And um, feel free to subscribe uh, to the Under the Radar YouTube channel and uh, share the share the love. So, guys, Ivy, Matt, uh, you guys are awesome. I want to thank you as always. You're always welcome to the show. I'm uh, always here. Hey, <laughs> and you're in my dreams. This this box just stays here. Yeah, and I yeah. come up and I'm like, oh hey, Randy. <laughs> That's frightening. That is absolutely frightening. But you know what? I, I I'm not opposed to it. I like but, walk by with like a can, like you know, drink milk out of the garden, and be like, what are you still doing here? Like, <laughs> yes. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Randy Younger. This has been Under the Radar, bringing movies and people together one frame at a time. We'll see you next time. Take care.